and welcome to the Drinking Geek Out Podcast, now part of the Hopped Up Network. This is a show where we drink beer and talk about it. Alright, welcome back. This is episode number three yes. of our Wolf Brewcapades. Woohoo! This will be the second uh, stop that we had. Oh, yes. Yeah. So... The episode before this one was the Solar Eclipse slash Dirty 30 first stop for Dustin's birthday. Which was at Beer Brewery. Yes. Yeah. So this is stop number two for my Dirty 30 birthday bash slash brew crawl. Brew crawl. If you will. And we actually were meeting up with somebody, two people, Allison's brother and sister-in-law, after this so we actually went towards our apartment so we stopped off at the closest thing to our apartment which were it was union brewing company yes and so that's off of range line in carmel in carmel uh it's a good jog from here yeah for us it's not bad if we wanted to jog over there i probably wouldn't no probably not (laughs) i have a car i'd rather drive but it's all right yeah there's only four beers that they actually had on tap at the time. Yeah, there's plenty of beers on tap, but they only had four of their own. Right. Uh, Beer Advocate and other places have like 30, 100 different union brews, but I guess they're like very seasonal, very rotating. All from the same place? Yeah, all from union, yeah. But is it union and Carmel? Yeah. Okay. Because I have a feeling there's probably like 30 million places called union. There's brewing. a place in Boston called union, or no, Boston, uh, Maryland. That is like Union Baltimore? Craft Brewing Company. Oh. So it's close. But this, this is, yeah, this one is in Carmel. So since there's only four, we decided we're going to backfill this up with some very interesting nerd discussions. Um, we actually just finished watching season one of the TV show Vikings. Yes. What did you think? It's complicated, as is the time period. So it's. I like that it's on point with what it should be. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's exactly what, well, not exactly because I have a hard time believing in some of the things that were happening, but it's possibly historically accurate. Mm-hmm. So that was probably the coolest part of it. Um, plus the, there's no one like solid hero character because everyone has some sort of character flaw everyone has some sort of craziness going on so there's not like one person that you're like oh that's the good guy and everybody else is a bad guy it's like well you're feeling for somebody and then they do something stupid and you're like oh you're an idiot or you're kind of feeling this person and then you're like what like what's going on what are you doing Mm -hmm. so or you like somebody and then they die so very <laughs> it's difficult. It's the time period, I guess, yeah. of these movies or TV, TV shows. Show. You know, like Game of Thrones. Don't fall in love with anybody because they'll die. Yeah. It's basically the moral of the story. You could ask Pale for that. I don't know. Uh, but I, basically, I'm not going to echo everything that Allison said. But I, I do like the the realness to this show. For sure. Um, it's on the History Channel. So there's some... I feel truth to it. Obviously, it's fiction. Uh, so, you know. Well, there's think, no way to know, oh, this person lived at this specific time, and right. they did this, this, and this. You I just, mean, maybe a little bit of that, you but. You just have 
you know. You have a general idea. You have an idea, stories being told, tales passed along about that could, these stories. That seem realistic. Yeah. It so, totally could have happened. Right. Uh, to get things going, season one of Vikings aired on March 3rd, 2013. So we are four years late. On watching this, <laughs> but so, it's just now getting on. Yeah, season. Amazon. I think season five is uh, current right now. Well, it's like season four point one and then season four point two. Well, available. Know. They're on season five right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it consisted of nine episodes, so it's, it was really quick watch. If we had you know time to sit down and watch forty minutes each of a episode, show. yeah, yeah. We kind of put Defenders in the middle of that and binge watched the hell out of that one. Well, yeah, but. You know, That's whatever. important too. That is very important. But you'll hear about that on a full episode. Later. Yeah, you'll get that. You'll get that soon. All right. So the series introduces us to the brutal and mysterious world of Ragnar Lothbrok, the main character. Well, the main quote-unquote character. Yeah, depending on your viewpoint. Yeah. He is a Viking warrior and a farmer who yearns to explore and raid the distant shores across the ocean. His ambition puts him at odds with the local chieftain Earl Haraldson who insists on sending his raiders to the impoverished east instead of the uncharted west. When Ragnar teams up with his buddy Floki, who is also a, a boat builder, they craft a new generation of intrepid, intrepid, In, intrepid. intrepid ships capable of conquering the rough northern seas. The stage is set for conflict. And I think the best part about the whole Floki can build a boat, it's like, yeah, Floki can build a boat, but it's a Viking vessel that can float across the ocean, but then also upriver. And you're just like, Floki's a badass. Floki is a badass. He's kind of nuts, though. He is. I love it, though. Yeah, he's it. totally, yeah, he plays that part really well. Right. But other than the bloodshed, the Vikings show is also a story of family, brotherhood, love and loss, and lots of fucking hatred. Lots of, yeah despising going on and right. backstabbing and cunning lots of craziness right so it's, it starts off there's uh basically it starts off you only see the end the tail end of a battle and it's yeah. just uh ragnar Murder. yeah ragnar <laughs> and, and rollo right and so his brother yeah his brother so they're the only ones to survive and you you see odin right Odin is walking through the field with his hood on, bearded, it crows everywhere, and then he wakes up and starts the show. Yeah. Right. So this is, you know, a key part of getting things together. You know, this is, they're in battle, but they still look towards the gods. So we talked about Ragnar Lothbrok. He's a farmer who turns into a warrior overnight because he's pretty much a badass. Yep. He is married to... Lagertha. Lagertha, yeah. She is a shield maiden, and she is pretty badass. Yes, she is badass. And he is like, what do you want, shield maiden? And then he, like, she fucking, like, tears his head off, and it's great. Right. And when he's out uh, exploring the West, she's taking care of the farm in these two. No, it wasn't exploring the West. She, he, they were at the uh, uh, Kithgard uh, for the uh, the armband ceremony. Oh, Right, so they were, you know, getting the 13-year-olds, the armband ceremony, to pledge themselves to the chieftain. And so all the men are gone out of this, uh, out of the village. And two uh, strangers come by and basically hold uh, Lagatha up with a sword and basically want to uh, try to push themselves onto her. 
and she fucking kills them both. Yes, she does. She takes, yeah, she's hardcore. Yeah. Uh, then they have two kids. Yep. Uh, Bjorn. Bjorn's badass. We just, he's only 13, but you can tell he's going to be, like, hardcore. Right. And then there's Gita. Aw. Yeah. Uh, no one, spoilers. No spoilers. I'm not going to say anything. But, uh, uh, one thing that I did learn while looking up some research and just watching this, um, their last names, like Lothbrook, I'm not really sure like if Ragnar's father's name was uh, Loth and what the Brock came from. But for Gita, her so, last name is Ragnar Dotar. So it's R A G N A R D O T T I R. So it's basically Ragnar daughter put together is her last name. Yeah. Historically. Yes. And the same thing for another character later on uh, that we can get into. Um, and then from there, you have his brother Rolo, which is a very interesting character. When I first saw him, I actually thought, you know what, I can kind of side with this guy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then he rapes someone. Yeah. And then you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> right. But yeah. He's he's kind of like that strong warrior who's in the background but wants to be in the for you know, up in the spotlight. I kind of see myself in him as the warrior. Not much the terrible person in society. <laughs> but yeah. I'm even though I'm a Leo, I could care less about the spotlight. But when I don't get the spotlight, I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? What, what's going on? Why didn't I get it? It's interesting. Uh, after that, they have a servant by the name of uh, Athelstan. Um, after they go to the west and destroy a monastery, they bring back at least three, if not more, monks slash priests from the monastery after they pretty much kill everybody else as slaves. And he's one of, or he's the only one who technically survives the trip and, like, what, two or three days yeah. in <laughs> Norse territory. So he's the only one left of their trip to Northumbridge in England that survives and then is a slave for Ragnar and his family. Yeah. Then we have Floki. Who we talked about earlier. He's the shipbuilder. Yep. He's got a, a woman in his life named Helga. She's pretty crazy to you. But they're both, like, really weird. Like, they're yeah. the type of people you expect to do mushrooms. Yeah, they're like the, <laughs> the hippies. Yeah. They're... But they're, like, seriously, like, serious about their religion. Yeah, so, like, the hippies. Like, in the 70s. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, when I think hippie, I don't usually think of religious. Right. That's true. But... Uh, Bjorn, when he first meets Floki, he says, like, the god Loki? And Ragnar corrects him and says, yes, he is pretty crazy, too. Yeah. You know, along those lines. And then, of all the actors, the actor who plays Loki, Gustav Skarsgård, is the only one who is actually Norse, or yeah. Swedish. He's from, yeah, he's from Sweden. So. Which puts him in that, uh... That area. That vein of history. Yeah. So it's actually like his history that he's kind of reenacting. So that's kind of cool. Right. And then we got a couple other characters. These are minor that we get only a few episodes for. Uh, starts off with Earl Haraldson, which is... The Lord of the Land. Yeah, he's the chieftain. 
he basically sends the Raiders out and he collects all the plunder and then kind of divvies it out. He basically runs the show and him and Ragnar end up being mortal enemies, enemies basically. <laughs> uh, then we have his wife, Siggy, yep. who it seems very untrustworthy. She has, you know, lots of love affairs, but then she basically stab you in the back and get you killed. Yeah, I feel like she's not really sure who she should be siding with most of the time. Like, she's like, oh, you're my husband, I love you. But she gets mad when he does stupid shit too, but she's doing stupid shit. And then after that, it's kind of like she's not really sure who to trust. Like right. she wants to, she wants to know everything. She's one of those people who likes to have the inside track on everything, and you get that from her character, where she definitely wants to know, wants to be in the know, and she uses that to her advantage. And she, you know, does everything she can to be around the people who are in control and have the knowledge and do things, do the things. Mm-hmm. So interesting. And then they have a family as well. Uh, you can hear about it in the the story once you. Uh, watch it, uh, but they weren't really worth mentioning here. Uh, King uh, Ale or A E L L E Ali Allah. I think I thought it was Ali Ali Ali. Something like that. Yeah, he is. He's English. Yeah, he's the king of <laughs> Northumbridge. Yes. He is a large fellow, uh, full of gold and full of Catholicism. Christian. Or Christianity. I think it's Anglo, right? Yeah. They talked about them being Saxons. Yeah. Yeah. He is annoying as fuck. <laughs> He's very self-righteous. Yeah. He thinks he can get away with shit, too. Like, he thinks that the people, the Vikings, are, like, stupid. He tries to, like, pull stuff over on them, and it doesn't work. Right. He's a fool. But he is kind of badass. Because mm-hmm. throwing your, like, highest military officer into a pit of snakes is kind of badass. Yeah. That was But, fun. you know. Then we have King Horik, who yes. I was like, I know that face. So I, you know, Googled him. He was in Blade, so that's pretty cool. You know, a little Marvel connection there. <laughs> um, he is the king of the Norse kingdom, so Viking king. Yes. Uh, he resides in Denmark, and there's a he doesn't show up till the end, and there is just a, an issue with land, which I feel like there's gonna it's gonna be heightened in season, season two. two. So I'm yeah. pretty excited to see what's going on with that. There was some uh, foreshadowing there when Floki was talking to him about what was going on. Like the myth- They were talking mythology. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden the king stops and I was like, look, as a spider eats a fly that has spun into his web and like kind of stopped there. And I feel like that was kind of a, haha, this is what I'm doing to you and your friends. Like, fuck you. <laughs> Fight this battle for me so I don't have to. <laughs> like, right. So I feel like there is a lot of that kind of foreshadowing, mythical kind of connection with nature that happens with the way they talk to each other and the way they see the world. So it's kind of interesting to see how that plays out as well. But I think that'll be kind of a, yep, I told you, I'm using you for your skills and you swore yourself to me, so now go die for me at the same time. Yeah. So. And then there's Princess Oslog, which her character is interesting. Uh, she didn't come out right away and said that she was a princess. She just came out and basically acted as if she was you know, someone who has maidens, but not someone who's royalty, you know? Yeah, uh, she has, like, a guard of, like, what, six other women? Yeah, other, yeah, maidens. Uh, she is, by Norse mythology, 
or the Norse, uh, not mythology, but the history, she is the daughter of the most famous shield maiden. I forget the name, but I do remember her father's name was Sigard, because her name is uh, Aslong's uh, Sigard Ditor. Dotir? Dotor, sorry. Dotir. Dotir. Yeah. I need to work on my, my whatever language that is. Norse? Yeah. Nor- Norwegian? Norwegian. Yeah. Swedish? I don't yeah. know. Something. Dutch? Yeah, but she, I think she plays a pivotal part at the end. Um, the last part of the first season. Yeah, it's pretty much a plot changer yeah. when she entered the scene. So uh, we'll see how it unfolds in season two. So hopefully we're not giving you any spoilers, so if you are interested by this topic at all, you should go watch it. And if you don't watch it, then you're just going to have to wait till we get through season two so that we can spoil it for you. Yeah, because there probably will be some spoilers. Well, yeah, you're going to have to. Yeah, we can't talk about things from season two without talking about season one. That's just not going to happen. So, no spoilers this time, guys, but you're lucky. Next time, right. you might not be so lucky. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I'm excited uh, to watch the second season i think uh probably jump right into that yeah as soon as possible yep eventually yeah i'm excited for it i think it'll be good i'm interested to see how it all works out mostly because there's a lot of drama that kind of just stands still at the end of the last or the first season so it's like all these things and nothing happens and just like i want to know what happens i'm more interested in the relationship between rollo and uh, Ragnar. And that's all I'm going to say. Hmm. I'm more interested in That's what you're more interested in? Of yeah. all the options? Yeah. Interesting. I am interested in that. Only because like, I can't even possibly think about... Doing what Rolo did? Yeah. Yeah. We'll see if it actually happens or not. Especially since I'm really close to my twin brother. Well, he's not his twin. I know, yet. but I'm just saying... I didn't want to say I'm really close to my brother. And he'd be like, who? I would know who. That's true. <laughs> but they wouldn't. They don't need to know. (laughs) They will, though. They just know. They know now. Well, now you know. All right. Yes, now you know. All right. So, (laughs) moving on. Let's talk beer. Yeah, we're going to talk beer. Um, It's getting weird. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, We went to Greek Fest today, which was fun, right? Yes. Yeah, so we got ourselves some Greek food, and on our way home, we actually stopped by Union again to grab ourselves a Growler Phillip. Yeah. You see how I did that? I threw in the Greek fest and didn't have anything to do with what we're doing what i'm going to talk about but he just wanted to brag about his greek food yeah fucking so good he got baklava he's just a little happy right now yeah anyway yeah so we got a growler fill up and the growler fill is going to be the one of the ones that we actually have and is the soul silver but i'll talk about that in a little bit because i'm just sipping on this right now i think i drank half of it just talking about vikings not mad it's okay i can talk about union while you'd enjoy that go right ahead so union brewing company is a small, little, tiny, hole-in-the-wall kind of place. Mm-hmm. Um, all the brewing is t- is done like in the very beginning of the building, and you walk through this kind of hallway, and you can kind of see into their brewing area, mm-hmm. and then you walk through these double doors like you're going through a saloon in like the Old West. Damn right. And there's a bar to the left and some tables, and then it has like a big garage door on the outside. So there's a bunch of outdoor seating where they have they had live music tonight. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, lots of other stuff kind of going on fire pits. Cool stuff. Um, but overall, tiny hole in the wall kind of place. So at Union Brewing Company, 
Their beers are crafted on-site in two-barrel batches. The majority of the beer is moved into casks and conditioned in their cellar before being tapped and poured through the beer engines. The cask conditioning allows the beer to naturally carbonate itself, lending a softer and lighter mouth feel to our ales and lagers. Our small batch brews, well, their small batch brews can be enjoyed in their small brew cub here in Carmel, seven days a week, and are best enjoyed when in the beer garden, which was the outdoor area I talked about earlier, which backs up to the Manon Trail, which is a 18-mile trail that runs through Hamilton and Marion County. And there's live music, cold beer, and a friendly atmosphere. Union Brewing Company is a perfect spot to grab a few pints around the campfire or to stop off for a cold one on a bike ride or hike or walk. Whichever you prefer to do on the trail. Yeah. Yeah. So, there are... We have four beers? Four beers, but technically five. Well, kinda. yeah, we, we did have a fifth one, but kinda. there are technically four beers. Four beers. And there was only one of the beers that actually had a description on the website. Mm, that's so unfortunate. It was. It's like they didn't update it. Maybe not. Yeah, but Let's, we're going to start off with what, which one? Saul Silver. So the first beer that we tried, which actually came in two different forms, there was yep. Saul Silver. Um, there was the cask version mm-hmm. and then the regular tap version. Yep. So... That was what we got today in the growler. So how do you, do you remember it the same? Does it taste the same? It basically tastes the same. I so mean, you it is an American pale ale, so. Yes. So it has 6% ABV, 35 IBUs, untapped, gave it a 3.47, and there wasn't anything on rate beer or beer advocate. There was something on rate beer, but there's no score. There's just people talking about them. Right. But there wasn't even an entry for beer advocate. Hmm. So, uh, it actually looks pretty good if you hold it up to the light. Um, it's kind of hazy, uh, like a dark apricot type of look to it. Um, has like a foamy white head. It smells good. There's a piney hops type of smell to it, a little bit of taste to it. Um, it's kind of bittersweet, if you will. Um, it, it is an IPA, of course, or an APA. Yeah. Um, and so there is some pale to it. And, I mean, the, the smell, there's not really much there. It just kind of smells and tastes like a pale ale. I mean, it's it's pretty good. It's actually really smooth. So I'm going to enjoy finishing off that growler since it's all mine. <laughs> yes. If you've listened to any of our other wolf brew capades or just anything that we've had beer you would all know that i don't do the hoppy flavor very much so that's where i fall on that and then the difference between the cask and the on tap what do you think was better do you have a preference i actually like the cask a little bit more because it was kind of at the temperature i like to drink beer because if it came from on tap it was cooler yeah. But if it was just in a cask, you know, it's in the refrigerator, but it's not running through a CO2 machine. Right. You know, it's not like naturally, it's naturally chilled instead of running through a... Force a, chilled. A force chilled type of situation. So it was kind of a little bit warmer, but it was still cold. Yeah. Um, it was pretty good, but You the, think the earthiness kind of came out with the cask yeah, flavor? Yeah, it might have yeah, been like the... Or you just think it was more metallic because it went through the CO2. Yeah, it was probably a little bit more metallic because it came through the, the pipeline for the taps. Yeah. Well, there you have it. So, salt silver. 
Yeah, so I'm I'm checking it in right now. Gotta find it on the the untapped. Probably gonna stick to close to what it was. I'm gonna say it's a three five. I mean, it's not overwhelming, but it, it's still a pretty solid uh, beer. Sweet. Next was the Pale Rider. So this is another APA, an American Pale Ale. This That's basically what they had there were pale ales. Yeah, it was pretty much all pale ales. There was like one or two things that weren't, but those weren't even their brews. I guess one was. Not one was theirs. But the three main things are pale ales. Anyway, mm-hmm. Pale Rider. So the American Pale Ale, 5.6 ABVs, 36 IBUs. Untapped gave it a 3.54, so they like this one a little bit better than the other. And then there was no score on rate beer, and I guess nothing on beer advocate at all. Mm, Interesting. Yeah, this one really reminded me a lot of the Soul Silver. I'm not really sure why the rankings are so different, Uh, especially the same style. Um, I mean, it kind of looks like a like a cloudy rust it's always a little bit darker in color um it smelled okay of hops and grains but it was still really nothing but hops there was nothing to it um it tastes like it smells so just all the hops (laughs) and nothing much to it i just remember not being uh Blown away. Blown away. I just don't remember <laughs> drinking this beer. I mean, I do, but I just don't, you know what I'm It's saying? not memorable in the yeah. way that you'd be like, oh, yeah, I want to have that again. Right. So I'm probably going to stick to uh, the same rating that I gave the other beer. I mean, I would drink it again. So I guess there's that. <laughs> so three and a half again for that. I feel like that's overcoming or overcompensating. You know, it probably is, but... I would drink it again, so I'm not going to say it's crap. Right. All right. Next was my beer of choice, because there was only one beer for my choice. Um, It's the Red Carpet Irish Ale. So this was actually available on the website, so I can read what they say about their beer. So our red, wow, our Irish Red Ale Red Carpet is brewed with a base of Maris Otter, is that right? Maris Otter? Yeah. Maris Otter and a handful of caramel. Oh, caramel. Caramel and roasted malts. The sweet caramel notes and a bitter, a bit of roastiness. God, I shouldn't read. (laughs) Leave us with a slightly sweet, slightly roasty red ale with a bit of spicy bitterness from the hops. Overall, it had 6.3 ABVs, 21 IBUs, untapped gave it a 3.5, and there was no score on rate beer or beer advocate. So, again, kind of flying below the radar a little bit. It was one of their more popular beers. Um, they had it on the website. They actually had something on rate beer. They had something on beer advocate. It's just not a whole lot of ratings or anything for this at all. And, you know, I don't think they even really mention it, but there's a lot of, like, vanilla taste to this as well. Yeah. So. That's probably why I like this one. Yeah, probably. So, it's an amberish brown color with, like, a tannish head, but you could, you hold up to light, you see red, hint of red. Uh, it was toasty, and you can smell the vanilla as well as taste it. Um, but it's kind of, like, earthy, too. 
So it's yeah. not just like, oh, vanilla, sugar. It's like, mm, vanilla, yeah. but a little bit of tree flavor, a little mm-hmm. bit of earthiness. And then, yeah. Kind of reminded me of that Cherokee red that we had in Smoky Mountain. Oh, yeah. I like that too, so that makes sense. Yeah. Just that, that one was a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So medium body, pretty good. I mean, I liked it. Yeah. What would you say? I don't know. 3.5 is probably fine. I bumped it up to 375. It was better than those IPAs. That's true. So, checking it in. All right. And then the final beer for Union was the bad guy. The bad guy. This was a double imperial stout. So, it was 10% ABV, 44 IBUs. Untapped had it at 3.72. So, there you go. Pretty good. Rate beer, didn't have a score. Beer Advocate didn't have a score, but... Had some ratings. Ratings of 3.5. Yeah, I think it was one. A rating? Single rating? Might have been. It was a shitty rating if it was. (laughs) But there's something there. So this is a pretty dark brown. What you expect with stout. Creamy beige head. Yeah, it's stout right there. Yep. Uh, You could smell the chocolate. You could smell the piney hops. You could smell like the the roast flavor. The earthy tones. Um, it tastes basically as it smells, but it also smacks you in the face with the alcohol. Yeah. 10%. I remember I smelled it and I was like, oh, that smells good. And I think I tried some and I was like, God, that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Not that it's terrible for most people. I just don't like that flavor. Right. I would have gotten messed up if I kept drinking this. Yeah. So I was good with my taster. Um, but the flavor itself, you know, subtract the alcohol is really good. I always like chocolatey stouts. Um, it was very sad because this is the one that I was going to get the growler of. But it's not there anymore. Yeah, it was that or the red one, and they're both not there. So it was just kind of like a darn it. I guess I have to go with the, you know, the one that we actually did. They had like three different beers on there, but they're all IPAs. Yeah, it was. Oh, one was a uh, a session IPA, which I should have gotten. Yeah. Uh, it was one of the uh, newer ones. Then they had a barley wine, which I'm not really a fan of barley wines. Yeah. Those were all of their beers, yeah. It was mm-hmm. three IPAs and a barley wine. Yeah. So, <laughs> so if you like IPAs, that this would be your time to hit it up. But they also do guest taps. So mm-hmm. they have three or four, depending on the night, I'm yeah. assuming. Um guest taps so you never know what you're gonna get there's one on there that was uh a raspberry porter Mm. i just saw the lemon drop size on i was like ooh, yeah yeah that sounds i kind of want that raspberry porter but you know i was getting their beer beer, yeah right so that was a pretty good second stop i mean especially when we were waiting to meet up with uh, the rest of our party yeah we met some cool people the bartender was really nice. Bartender's really nice. Uh, a couple people at the the bar was pretty cool. Yeah. They were just sitting there. We were talking pretty football because they're uh, Ohio State fan, Michigan fan, you know, <laughs> IU fan. They basically, basically laughed at us. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. So I said, "You don't have to tease us. We know we suck." Okay, guys, come right. on. So it was, yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good <laughs> second stop. Was, I'm pretty glad we stopped there. Yeah, I mean um, it's close. So forever, like I need craft beer now. Right, we either go there or Upland, which is coming up on our brew capades. Yep, so stay tuned to hear about them and 
our other interesting finds. The next one's going to be kind of long. Mm-hmm. So We're not going to have any nerdy things. No. So get your fill. Watch some Vikings and listen to us talk Yeah. for episode four of Wolf Brew Capades. Yep. With that being said, please go to any of our websites that we have, drinkinggeekout.us. Leave comments on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, something. Social media us to yeah. the death. Social medias to the death. Or send us emails. Uh, That works too. Uh, So, until next time. Deuces, gooses. I don't even even know how Keith usually ends it. I don't either. Yeah. I guess nobody really ever listens to the end. Well, we don't have to. We know what he's going to say, but apparently we don't. Yeah. Huh. I wonder if anyone knows. Maybe they'll comment. You should leave this in. I'm going to. Tell us how Keith needs to end the show better. That way it's memorable because apparently it's not memorable. <laughs> Maybe I just like I just have a recording of it and I just don't throw it in there. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Bye guys. Bye. <laughs>